All season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Hoo-wee. My goodness. That was a roller coaster of emotions. They were down 2-1, to one, entering the ninth inning. And me, the stats nerd, I just reminded my broadcast crew... Went to the Twitter sphere and said the Brewers are 0 and 47 when trailing after eight innings. Well, now they're 1 and 47. Brewers win three to two in walk-off fashion. They get themselves off the deck. A run in the ninth, a run in the tenth, and it was all the rookies. I'm Dom Catronio. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. 620. As the cliche goes, and you know, someone would say, don't use cliches, but this is perfectly foot perfectly fitting for this game. I don't care about winning ugly. It's better than losing pretty. Are things perfect? No, they're never perfect. Was the offense great? No, but it won. Was Corbin Burns good? Yeah. He got enough. Was the bullpen phenomenal? Oh my god, the unsung hero of the night, the bullpen. The rookies, every single night, we see something new from these rookies. Sal Freelich, the clutch game-tying single in the ninth. Blake Perkins had the guts of a burglar taking second on the deep fly ball to right field to set up that play, too. I mean, man, I I just want to start with this. Craig Kishon's going to join us once his television duties are done, but I I want to start with this. I, I shared this on social media. Blake Perkins... This was the third time this season already that he has been the final at-bat of the game. The first time he was, was back in June, arguably the bottom of the Brewers' season when they got swept by the Oakland A's. Uh, they had that furious rally in the bottom of the ninth inning. They were down 8-2. to two. All of a sudden, they scored four runs in the bottom of the ninth against the A's bullpen, and they're still threatening, and Blake Perkins is coming up with men on the corners, and he grounds out, beat by a step to end the game. It was his 18th game in the show at that time, 18th. And they cut to a shot of him in the dugout after that game, you know, face in his hands, just, just absolutely disgruntled, frustrated, is a rookie. I mean, it's just it's your 18th game, man. Like you're not the reason this team lost. You were two for five in that game. You know, yeah, they got swept by the A's and all, and you know it was going to be a lot of headlines. And it was a bad weekend at St. Louis. But here is Blake Perkins, somebody that 99.9 percent of Brewers fans hadn't even heard of when he got called up. You're, oh yeah, that guy was in spring training, right? And Blake, he's been grinding through the minor leagues. He thought he had an opportunity to either keep the line moving. It didn't happen. Fast forward now. Go about a month later. Remember against the Braves? That epic 11-pitch battle against Kirby Yates? He battled Kirby Yates so hard that he needed to throw a slider, something that Kirby Yates only threw nine times all season. And he got him looking on a slider to end that game. That was in uh, uh, July 21st against the Braves here, down 6-4. to four. He was uh, the winning run as there's runners on first and second. So tonight, the third time was the charm against Angel Perdomo. Worked a count. Got the job done with a base hit the other way. Just went with a fastball into right field on the fourth pitch of the at-bat. They wanted to pitch to him. Derek Shelton was using the intentional walk there in the bottom of the 10th inning. We'll talk about that with Craig Kishon, the, the reaction to that. They walked. Inten- so I... I I can't get over that. You know what? I'm going to talk about it now. I'm going to bring it up with Craig here in a second, too. But in the bottom of the 10th, in a scoreless game, you're in a, you know, without a score in the top of the 10th. So it's three, it's still two to two. And you, you bring in Angel Perdomo. You've got a slow runner at second base. By all accounts, the slowest runner on the active roster in Victor Caratini on second base. So a base hit isn't necessarily guaranteed to win this game. The bench is empty, and Brian Anderson leads off the inning. Brian Anderson pinch hitting for Terang. Anderson strikes out, so he's the first out. I understand the philosophy of, oh, okay, let's go for the ground ball double play 
if we get the intentional walk. But the price of that is you're facing Christian Yelich. And I understand the price of, hey, he's a ground ball hitter. It's left on left. It's the situation that on paper says you want. If, if you take out the left on left, you know, ground ball hitter, but with a lot of speed. And it would have been one out. So they intentionally walked Mark Canna, who had come in later in the game. And they intentionally walked to pitch to Christian Yelich. Now, Yelly almost beat it out. He missed first base. He would have beat out that play on a bad play by Alfonso Rivas because he couldn't turn two because the ball was hit at deep first. I, I was puzzled by that. So that's two outs on the inning. And the winning run is already on third. And they decide to intentionally walk William Contreras. I think that made sense. I think that made 100% sense. I don't want to face William Contreras, hottest hitter on the team. Make the rookie beat you. Maybe it's a ground ball right to a bag. You've got to force it any base. Crazy things. I'm fine with it. I don't want to face William Contreras in the opposite situation, you know, riding the box, lifting them out. I thought that was fine. I was a little puzzled with the Yelich ground, you know, to pitch, to want to pitch the Yelich there in the bottom of the 10th inning. What a night. What a night. And I, I want to make sure we bring up the unsung hero of the bullpen. That'll come a little bit later with Craig Kishon. And I don't want this to be a, yeah, but the offense wasn't great tonight. They got a bunch of leadoff men aboard, and they couldn't do anything with it. Until the ninth inning, the Brewers were over with runners in scoring position. The only two hits of the night the Brewers had with a runner in scoring position were Sal Freelich's game-tying single and the game-winning hit from Blake Perkins. That's all they had tonight. Doesn't matter how you win, just win. Just win, baby. That's all that matters. And finally, the Brewers gain a little bit of space. Not a lot, but they're now a game and a half up on the Reds, who lost again today to the Nationals. So now you don't feel so bad about the Nationals series, right? So they're going to go for a sweep tomorrow, are the Nats. The Cubs won tonight, though. They beat the Braves. So the Cubs are now 57-54. and 54. They're in third. Then the Reds at 59-54. and 54. So they're still two games clear in the win column, but tied in the loss column. And then the Brewers at 60-52. and 52. And I'll end the first segment with this quick note. I was looking through the, uh, the standings here throughout the season. The NL Central, all year long, here we are on August 5th, has never been more than a two-and-a-half game lead between first and second. All season. No one has had a three-game lead all season season that's it's you know the butt of all the jokes in april and they all look how bad the nl central is nobody can run away the cardinals are still in it you know you fast forward to june and july okay maybe the brewers are going to start taking it but then the reds are starting to take off too maybe they're going to be the two horse race now the cubs have won uh 12 of their last uh 18 or i think it's 14 of their last 18 if i'm not mistaken they've been on fire this this central has been very entertaining don't let the east coast media tell you what's been entertaining and what hasn't been. This has been a, a, a crazy stretch of baseball, and we're still not done, man. We're still not done. Get ready. I know it's family night up at Lambeau. Stay with me. 50 games left. It's going to be rocking. I'm going to get to a few of these texts and hop in on the phone lines as well, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I'll get to these texts up in the next segment. Craig Kishan is going to join us as well. As uh, Brewers Extra Innings all year long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, and they're offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Uh, get to some of these texts again, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Innings. Welcome back. I'm Dominic Catronio. Whew, what a night for the crew. Blake Perkins wins it 3-2 in extra innings. The Brewers are now 6-2 in extra innings this season. The Pirates fall to 2-6. and 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I forgot to open up the uh, player of the game poll. Uh, this would be a, a very interesting pick. You can text it in. I normally do it on Twitter, but 
you know, it, it's easy to pick Blake Perkins. Uh, it would be easy to pick Sal Freelick. Even Corbin Burns, a quality start. He gets a no decision. Uh, I'm going to go with the bullpen, though, because the bullpen was just an unsung hero tonight. Corbin pitched well. He didn't pitch great. He pitched well. That's what great pitchers do. When they don't have their best stuff, the Pirates were all over his cutter tonight. Only three swings and misses all night against the cutter out of over 30 swings on it. So a 10% whiff rate is not Corbin Burns-like. But six innings, two hits, two runs, four walks, five strikeouts for him. He also threw 107 pitches and we'll talk about this with Craig Kishon, the decision by Craig Council to leave Corbin in there. Uh, and then the bullpen took over from there. The bullpen, Elvis Peguero, one inning, one walk, one strikeout. He got a double play. Andrew Chafin worked his way out of his own mess with a pair of walks, also had a pair of strikeouts. Then in the ninth, still down 2-1, to one, it was Yoel Piomps, one inning, one hit, the rest zeros. And then Devin slamming the door. Facing only three batters, facing the minimum there in the top of the 10th, despite the place runner on, and he had maybe the hardest assignment of the night facing the meat of the order, facing Palacios, Reynolds, and McCutcheon. And he gets a pair of strikeouts to make sure the Brewers got the uh, chance in the bottom of the 10th inning, and they got it done with Blake Perkins. Uh, let me get to some of these texts as uh, Craig Kishan is going to join us here in just uh, a moment. A couple of questions have popped into this one from the 970. Who do you view as a bigger threat in the Central, Chicago or Cincinnati? That is a great question. Uh, and the answer is yes. <laughs> They're both threats. Cincinnati's offense is great. The pitching is in a rut right now, kind of like the Brewers' offense is in a rut, obviously. I still see reinforcements on the way for the Reds. They're hoping to get Hunter Green back by the end of the month. They expect Nick Lodolo to be back at some point in September. So they are getting reinforcements. I am not going to ever count them out. The Cubs are certainly threatening. They added at the deadline. They got Jamer Candelario. Uh, Bellinger's been incredible. Stroman, he's got to get it together. But I don't think anybody expected Kyle Hendricks to come back and be pitching decently. Now he got beat up by the Braves, but to be pitching decently well so far right now. I, I, there's still both threats. If I had to pick one, uh, I think personally the Cubs are a little bit more of a threat because they're more veteran team, and they know what it takes to get over the hump in this one. A fun text here, uh, I assume from up in Green Bay, at Packers Family Night, and half of my section had the Brewers game on their phone, strangers high-fiving when Sal tied it. Baseball ain't over until October, people. That's my favorite text of the night. Thank you from the 262. That was... Uh, I've been look. I'm not an NFL guy, truly, and I, I get it. The Packers run this state. I'm never going to dispute that. But as somebody who was never really a massive NFL guy growing up, I mean, I it. Come on, man! It's August. I I can't get fired up for football in August. We got 50 games to go. Stay locked in. This team's going to be fun down the stretch. They're in first place, and people are still complaining about it. So uh, that was a great text. That made me smile in this one as well. Such a good game, this one from the 209. Uh, we never backed down, even though we were against one of the best closers. It all started with a single. 209, shout out to Stockton. Uh, it all started with a single. And David Bednar, by the way, coming into this game, had 18 consecutive saves converted. And the Brewers get to him there in the uh, bottom of the ninth. And again, I, I don't want to bag on Derek Shelton because he has made some curious decisions over the years against the Brewers. I go back to last night. The The Pirates were up 8-4 to four in the bottom of the ninth, and he went to David Bednar. It was not a save situation. And David pitched two days ago into yesterday. It wasn't like he needed, desperately needed work. And David has pitched back-to-back Ten times prior to the season, he's only allowed to run once in those previous ten times when pitching back-to-back. So it's not like he hasn't done it before, but I'm just curious. Why did he use Bednar last night, gave some looks, gave some tape to the Brewers, then they get him done tonight against Bednar? Not to say it wouldn't have happened if he didn't get into the game, but I just thought that was curious last night as well. Ty and Oshkosh, do you think they could have kept Corbin an inning longer even though his pitch count was high? He was at 107 pitches. He had walked four batters. He clearly didn't have his normal command in this one. I, I thought that was it. You know, you had Piguero ready to go uh, just in case there for the sixth inning. If he couldn't get out of it, if he walked another batter. I mean, when was the last time you saw Craig Council walk out to the mound and not pull the pitcher? He walked out there, looked in Corbin's eyes. We'll hear from from Counts in just a little bit, but and said, "All right, you're staying in the game. Go get him." And 
for a moment, I, I never want to complain about fans. But I thought that that moment kind of went over some of the ballpark's head. It, you know, I think everyone assumed Council was going to go get Burns. Oh, all right, deflate. Let's go to the bullpen. Let's wait, see what happens. And then by the time they're, oh, wait, Corbin stayed in the game. Oh, oh my, oh, wait, what? And he fell behind 2-0 and on Key Brian Hayes before battling back and striking him out looking on a strikeout. But, or on a cutter. But the, uh... I thought that moment should have generated a little bit of environment. You know, I, I was hoping for a little bit of environment there. Maybe we can take notes of that, be ready for the next time that could potentially happen. Council never does that. So I thought that was a massive moment in this one. Uh, and Ty, you also think that Corbin should be player of the game, picked up the team when they needed it, only allowed two runs in six innings. Another quality start for Corbin Burns. Uh, he has been dialed in as of late. Let me just read you Corbin's innings pitched. Since July 1st, it all started against these Pirates. Corbin, seven innings, one hit, two runs. July 7th, six innings, three hits, two runs. July 14th, six innings, two hits, zero runs. July 20th, eight innings, two hits, zero runs. July 25th, six innings, three hits, two runs. July 31st, six innings, four hits, two runs. And then tonight... Six innings, two hits, two runs. Now, the walks were involved in all this, too, but also were strikeouts. Corbin Burns is on a streak of seven consecutive quality starts. For a while, the Brewers were looked like they were going to lose three in a row of quality starts from him. But instead, they are now, over these last seven quality starts, they are five and two. The player of the game poll and question is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations Make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to text in, if you want to call in and join us on the program. Aaron in Illinois, that's a crew getting a win the hard way, but we'll take it. Like to see more run production with all the traffic we had on the bases and given the pitchers that they faced. They used a lot of the A bullpen, which isn't ideal since they might need a lot of the bullpen with Brandon Woodruff coming back tomorrow. How long of a leash do you think Council gives Woody on Sunday? I don't think it's going to be a very long leash. I think he's going to be somewhere in the 70 pitch range, uh, similar to what we saw Wade Miley against the uh, the Nationals as well. And uh, Aaron also chimed in, Devin should be the player of the game, bounce back after Wednesday. I agree with that. Uh, Craig is with us. We're going to take a quick breather, though, come back with Kashan, get settled in. We're going to really break this one down coming up next on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. What a night. Now we're really getting going. We're going to get some great analysis now. Craig Kishon joins the program. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers win 3-2 to two in 10 innings. And, Craig, I know you were feeling it, man, but, man, for about eight innings and then when Santana let off the bottom of the ninth with the base hit, you're thinking, all right, come on, please, just one run. Just one. And they listened. They got the job done tonight. I made uh, an off-the-air comment to our uh, producer and to Vinny uh, in the middle of the eighth inning that this would be a walk-off win. So I will take all the credit for this. I will say I was the turning point. I will say I delivered the game winner for you, Dom. So, yeah, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, It's all fun, man. It's all fun. I I had a feeling about this game. I I'm just not a big believer in the Pirates uh, winning a ball game over Milwaukee two to one, and that's the way this was headed. However, uh, their their pitchers pitched well tonight. You know, their relievers after after Falter left, that uh, Andre Jackson pitched three shutout innings, didn't didn't allow anything, and struck out three. And that that twelve retired batters in a row by Milwaukee until they got that hit in the ninth inning to start it out by Santana. A lot of good storylines here. Santana beats his old team. The Brewers beat Perdomo, a former Brewer, in the 10th inning. Um, you, you can uh, look and, and question some of those intentional walks by uh, Derek Shelton in that 10th inning, putting a lot of pressure on a, on a pitcher who doesn't have a lot of experience. Um, but you got to give a lot of credit to the young guys here in this one. It is amazing to me that uh, Perkins and Freelich 
played huge roles off the bench in the ninth and tenth innings of this one. Uh, it, it's just kudos. I, I mentioned it on the TV show, Dom. These guys, not one single day that they've been here, the rookies I'm talking about, seem like rookies. I mean, their their demeanor, uh, are they're professional baseball players that want to succeed. They want to compete. They want to win. And that's all we've seen. And, and I think that's awesome. This is a, a stretch. A, a, you know, when we walk down the the hallway to go talk to Craig Council every day and you walk through the clubhouse and their theme this year has been connected and being, you know, with each other and trying to stay locked into everything. And then there's the last thing you pass before you get to the dugout. They, they have these puzzle piece moments, right, that you – as Craig always likes to have a story of the season. And this is maybe the biggest puzzle piece – that's going to be added for a while because it's a game that the Brewers should have been up maybe five to two. And even you can argue the the Brewers pitched well enough to be shutting out the, the pirates. But the fact that, as you mentioned, two guys validated this game that came off the bench. They're both rookies. Uh, The defense was lights out tonight. I mean, Tyrone Taylor made a great sliding catch. Santana's great play there in the eighth inning, too. Yelich tracked down a couple of balls and left. Willie played great at short. I mean, top to bottom. Caratini made some insane blocks. This was like an all-around. There wasn't pro- There's only probably one true web gem, if you will. But that's what it looks like when you're saving runs defensively, what you saw tonight. This is a game that the Brewers can circle and say, you know what? Yes, the offense wasn't there. They scored 14 runs on Thursday. They fell a little flat yesterday, scoring four. And then today, they only scored three. That doesn't mean it's great. That doesn't mean it's perfect. But yet, even in the struggle of their offensive rut they've been in for the last you know, two weeks, ever since that Brave series, that there is this has to generate something. This has to generate it. And when it comes from a guy like Blake Perkins, Andre Monasterio continues to get hits on this team. Caratini's been having a great offensive season. The contributions from the guys that maybe you weren't expecting contributions from, it adds a little bit more weight to it. Yeah, and it makes it uh, fun. And and I think uh, B.A. and Rock said in, in, the, in the middle of this game today as well, uh, if you're on the bench on this team, uh, you're given a lot of opportunities to stay fresh. There are guys that are in and out of uh, the starting lineup, and they're not always playing one position or always waiting to get their once-a-week shot to play right field or third base. Um, the guys that get rotated through, they, they feel every day like they're part of this team. And, and that's what we saw here tonight, especially out of, you know, especially out of Freelick. Um, he's been starting and, and batting cleanup for how many days in a row here right now? You have a left-handed starter out there, and, and Counts decided not to, to start him. But he comes in late and, you know, gets a bullet base hit to, to tie this game up. Um, same for, for Perkins. He's not getting quite as many opportunities uh, since the Brewers acquired a couple of veterans, position players, as he did before. But he stayed fresh and ready. Um, it, it's just up and down. This is kind of what it's been for this team. And, and I'll also say this. This this win tonight just goes to show uh, how quickly you you should be forgetting losses. You go back to Wednesday. The Brewers had a two to one lead in the ninth inning at Washington as well. Did not play good defense. Uh, could not make the right pitches and ended up losing that game. Almost kind of like what we saw tonight in the last two innings of how they came back and won a three two game. So. Baseball is a great game. Uh, you, you can avenge all that in a hurry, and and this one just keeps you rolling, man. First place by a game and a half now because the Reds lost again, and the Cubs are right on everybody's tail as well. So uh, that that's going to be huge going into tomorrow with Woodruff on the hill. We're going to talk uh, a little bit more about difference-making moments from this game, uh, get a little more specific, and also talk a little bit about What's to come with Brandon Woodruff tomorrow? It's all brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Management, investment, retirement tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. 
Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need at AnnexWealth.com. More with Craig coming up after the break. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I'll get to these texts in just a moment right here on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan's with us for another segment. This text from Jake in Milwaukee. It's got to be Blake Perkins tonight. Came in as a pinch runner. Big tag up in the ninth. Led to the tie. Had the great at-bat for the walk-off. He's got that dog in him, Craig Kishan. Uh, I love that phrase. It just makes me laugh every single time. Ricky and Honey Creek, great win for the Brewers tonight. Devin able to bounce back after being ruffled by the Nats. Can't wait to see Woodruff tomorrow. Can we please hit some homers tomorrow and win this series and damn the Cubs? That's That made me laugh as well. I mean, the Cubs keep winning. The Reds lost. And before you join, Craig, I, I just said the the factoid that I found today, the NL Central has not been larger than three games, a difference between first and second. It's two and a half games is the largest lead anybody has had in the NL Central all season long. This thing is far from over. Wow, that, that's uh, incredible. I never thought about it that way, but but you're absolutely right because it's been – you know, the Brewers have been near the top or at the top for uh, a large portion of that time, but their lead's never been big, that's for sure. Um, so let's just hope the Brewers uh, don't go into any more skids here. I mean, the Reds are feeling it now. I think it's five in a row for them. Uh, the Brewers had a, a rough road trip, so hopefully they're turning things around on this homestand here right now. And you know what? I don't even look at trying to make hay against teams that are below 500 because I think you can throw all that out the window this season at this point. It's just trying to play, you know, baseball, your brand, and and trying to come through in clutch moments. And tonight, uh, thankfully, we saw that. It was uh, a game that the Brewers should have scored more runs. I will not hesitate. They should have scored more runs tonight, but they won. Who cares? You're saving them for tomorrow for Brandon Woodruff and the hype that that will be. So let's let's talk a little bit about tomorrow. Brandon Woodruff, here he is. It practically hasn't pitched all year. He's pitched in two starts. He looked good in both starts, but then little do we know he has a subscap strain in his shoulder, and he's out for since April 11th. He's been gone all year, and now finally back four months later, and. From what we've seen in the minors, the velo is there, the confidence is there, the beard is certainly there, too. What should we expect from Brandon Woodruff tomorrow? Well, I mean, I'm not expecting uh, great length in this game tomorrow, and I'm not sure he is either, but I, I do know this from talking to him this week and knowing what he's been through during his rehab, especially over the course of the last month, I promise you this. He is in the perfect competitive spirit to return. There's no question he thinks uh, it, the time is right. That's the good part. Um, and we all know what he's done in the past. And this guy is just simply a winner. And he knows what he's going to add to this team. He also knows that this comeback is not happening in May. It is now first full week into August, and there's you know seven weeks left in the regular season. And I'm sure he also sees the rest of his starting five as everybody being healthy right now. So this is a confidence boost. We, we talked about this on our pregame show uh, before today. What, what are the other guys in the clubhouse talking about over the last 24 hours? They're talking about Woody's return, one of the great leaders that this pitching staff has had for several years in a row here right now, and what a healthy arm is going to mean to this team down the stretch. So um, I think the expectations for him, I think he's going to have all his stuff. I just think that he needs to, to pitch until, you know, he tires a little bit and, and not push it here at this point. And like you said, hopefully he gets some offense to, to back him. I, I just feel like this is going to be an energetic ballpark tomorrow. The dugout's going to be on the top step for that first inning. Uh, this is just Woodruff, and, and you know this, Craig. Woodruff has been here for a lot of the rehab. Uh, he has been so gracious with the media through every step of all of this. He's been very transparent, and he's—you know how he is. He's a great quote, as we know. But 
you know, step aside, you know, put the credential away for a second. To see this dude finally back to do it. The dude is just a casual. He just wants to go fishing. He wants to play some golf. He wants to hang out with his daughter. And, oh, yeah, he also throws a baseball 98 miles an hour. He's just an easy dude to love and root for. And the Brewers fans certainly have a good one. I can't wait to see the crowd get behind him tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be uh, – it's going to have a feel of an opening day, to be honest with you. I expect uh, another big crowd on hand, and, and they're, they know who they're going to see tomorrow. And just the, like I said, I think the biggest thing, though, is what the guys in the clubhouse are feeling and anticipating here right now. And, and to me, that's why, that's why this is the bigs. Tomorrow's a big league game for a big league pitcher – in a big league return, and and I'm expecting this whole building to be on fire. I really am, especially like you're saying, first pitch, everyone at the top of the dugout, uh, get through that first inning, hopefully one, two, three, and uh, then get down there, score some runs, grab the early lead. I'm scripting out a pretty good one, aren't I, Dom? I love it. I love the sound of this, man. Uh, I wanted, I do want to just bring up real quick that – the newcomer, I mean, Santana's only hit of the night was the one that started the rally in the bottom of the ninth, the newcomer, and then the rookie Perkins came in to run for him and had the guts of a burglar to tag up from first to second. Uh, Canna, he had the intention to walk, but his versatility showed off tonight because Council emptied his bench. He went from right field to first base. That's certainly uh, very helpful to have in what was going to move forward. And again, I'm going to re- bring it up. The bullpen was great. And I'm sick of having the scales have to be balanced of, you know, okay, the bullpen was so great that it levels things of how bad the offense was today. They won. I'm not going to complain too much, but you and I both know when the Brewers score four runs, good things happen. But when the Brewers get downhill, right, the Brewers had so many opportunities tonight to get downhill, to get out and running, to get out to a lead with Corbin Burns on the mound. They didn't do it. That is what's most important tomorrow. Get a lead for Brandon Woodruff. Let him feel comfortable pitching on the mound and not in a nervous, tight, 1-1-0-0 game. Get that man some runs tomorrow. That is priority number one. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that is absolutely priority number one. And, and you know, Burns, when he's on the hill this year, uh, he, does, he just doesn't get a lot of run support. And we saw it again in this one here tonight. So hopefully they'll be able to do that for Brandon Woodruff. It also makes me think when I was just coming on the air with you, you were reading a, a text from somebody that said, yeah, great win here tonight. It's too bad we had to burn our front line late-inning bullpen guys when we may need them for tomorrow. I, I, I could not disagree with that more. This, this was a 2-1 game in the ninth inning. It turned out to be a 3-2 win in extra innings. I would fully expect all my front line guys in the bullpen to hold – their own, which they were able to do here in this ball game, and and give you the victory. If if it was reversed and you had the three two lead, you're still using all those guys in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. So um, don't get too far ahead of yourself, people. This this team knows how to win here right now, and they they pulled a good one out tonight. And they hadn't pitched since Wednesday, that A bullpen. So they were certainly ready to go tonight, and they'll be ready to go tomorrow as well. Uh, Craig Kishan, I wish you well. Don't get into a dark alley with uh, Jose Ramirez. Uh, I don't know if you saw the haymaker that he landed on Tim Anderson today. but uh, <laughs> I sure did, my man. I'm telling you right now, go in down. Go in. That was something. That You don't you see that very time. often in any sport level. You got to hear the Tom Hamilton call, the Guardians – Radio uh, announcer, uh, by the way, a Wisconsin-born native. Uh, he's, That's right. Waterloo. He, yeah, Waterloo. Shout out. So uh, <laughs> there's a great call of it. Down goes Anderson. It was great. Uh, Craig Kishon <laughs> here on WTMJ. We're off the rails now. Go to bed. I'll see you tomorrow, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Craig Kishon here on WTMJ. A couple of texts here uh, asking about the first inning. Yelich, walk, stole second. Then there was the play that Santana lined out to right in the outfielder had a tough time with the play. Yelly stayed halfway, then had to go back to second. feel like he should have been tagging, went to third. The reason why he wasn't is because the right fielder is extremely inexperienced, but the only thing he does have is a cannon for an arm, and that's Henry Davis. So the reasoning is, if Davis isn't making that play, 
you need to make sure you have a good break on it to score on it because it's actually not a guarantee because he has such a great arm. He's a catcher playing right field right now. He's never read big league fly balls like this. Uh, you don't tag up in that situation because of that. Also, with two outs, you know the you know yes, you could try to score you know with two outs, and your opportunity to score with two outs isn't really a lot there, but. I'm not mad at Yelly for not tagging up on that just because there was a lot extra happening there. But it is a good question. It is a fair question. I do like the thought they need to be more aggressive. Yelich got another stolen base. He's over 23 now. Uh, I'd like to see Yelly get a little more active on the base paths this season. Uh, up next, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council. We've got some more reaction as well, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This season... Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you in part by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. And right now, you can get up to $1,000 off a Daikin Furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Take a breather and come back with more right here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Great stat here from Stats Perform, Stats Incorporated. Uh, They're friends of the program here, Optus Stats. The Brewers are the only MLB team in the modern era that goes to 1901 to get a game-tying hit from game-tying hit in the ninth inning and a walk-off hit in the tenth inning from two rookies who didn't start the game. Now, there's that's you know Tim Kirkchin, you know uh, little big league type stat. I get it, but context again. Both guys didn't start the game. Both guys are rookies, and they were trailing entering the ninth inning. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous improbable. And they were 0-47 when trailing after eight innings this year. Sal Freelich. I feel like, before I get to Craig Council, we have not talked about Sal Freelich enough. Sal, again, off the bench. Maybe could have been used a little sooner in the game, but he came in for Tyrone Taylor once the lefty was out. I think the reason Craig Council went with Tyrone uh, to start giving the lefty on the mound to start, knowing he had Sal lurking. He didn't want to go to Sal too early because there are three lefties in the bullpen for the Pirates, so it immediately negate that platoon advantage. The reason he waited is because he knew the last three guys were all, their last three leverage relievers were all going to be right-handed pitchers until Perdomo came back into the game uh, in the 10th. So he found the window for Sal. He gets the base knock off of Bednar, the closer, to give the Brewers the tie game. Just an electric. He's got it, man. I just, I really want to make it clear. Some guys don't have it, and that's not a bad thing. That's very common for you not to have it. But Sal Freelich is a guy that has it. So now in his big league career, it's 263 batting average, but that doesn't tell you the whole story. A 415 on base, an 889 slugging. He still has more walks than strikeouts in the bigs. 12 walks. Nine strikeouts, two doubles, two homers. He's got more runs batted in than strikeouts, too. So see how long he can keep that up. He's got three sacrifice flies. He put the ball in play, and good things happen. So I want to make sure we gave him a shout-out. We've talked a lot about the bullpen, some other unsung heroes in this one. But now we're going to listen to what Craig Council had to say. This is a long one. This is some good stuff from Craig tonight after one heck of a victory. Brewers win 3-2 to two and 10. Here's Craig Council, the manager, after the game. You know, it's like a version of a stolen base, really. It's a version of running running. Um, you know, in a stolen base situation, a pitch later, and he took it, and um, you know, it's he made an aggressive base running play, and it paid off, and that's why you, you know, we, that's what base running is. It's risk. Uh, good base running involves risk. Do you think he's the fastest guy on the team, Perkins? Um, I think Yelich is the fastest guy on the you team. Do you think he's slower than Yelich? I don't think he's slow, but I think Yelich is fast. No. So you're saying he's slower than Yelich. <laughs> Craig, how difficult is that role, um, especially with like the pinch running specifically? I mean, he's been burned a couple times. So you know, to your point about the risk, like weighing that, and he's doing all of this. You know, yeah, we mean, we were just talking about that. You know, it's a, it's just a baseball play. You know, Q's yelling. You know, tag because it, it's a sure catch. Willie hit it good, but it's a sure catch. 
and then you know it it's not go stay it's a base running play and um you know when you go you know there's going to be a play and it was a you know a, a perfect throw probably gets him it looked like to me but but the throw you know a I don't know, throwing it 200 feet, whatever, 215 feet, makes it hard to make put the throw right on the money, and it was off enough where we, we got in there. How about the hitting piece of that, though, too? I mean, Perdomo, you know, big guy, yeah. throws hard. I mean, when that inning started, it, it you know, it trended to me that Blake was going to Blake was gonna come up in it with the lefty in, and you, you knew they weren't going to pitch to William, and, you know, it was, you know whether I didn't know if they were going to, not pitch to Canner, not pitch to Yelich, uh, but but you kind of like saw it coming. Um, so credit to him for putting himself in a big spot and putting a good swing on a baseball. After the, after the way, so were you surprised with the intentional walk to Mark before Christian? Um, no, no. I mean, I think I was. You know, I thought maybe it would be Yelich. I thought they might walk Christian and. Uh, William, um, but they, they chose to do it the other way and get the lefty-lefty matchup. Up to that point, it had been another pretty frustrating offensive night, hadn't it? Just, you know, there weren't as many opportunities yeah. as last night, but the few that you did have just couldn't cash in. Yeah, I mean, I th- Falter pitched well. I mean, he his fastball was really good. It just it just kind of got on us, and that's, that's you know, we knew that. Um but he he his he put his he located his fastball in. It's got great he's got great extension with his fastball, and it just got on us enough where we just didn't you know we didn't square it up necessarily. So um, he pitched well, and um, you know their bullpen got Jackson did a great job too as well. Um, you know he 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 pitched really well. He shut us down. Uh, he, he was excellent. So I thought they I thought they pitched really well tonight. Um, you know we 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 had a great inning against a great closer. Um, and then guys really good at bats. Every, everybody had a really good at bat against Bednar. I think uh, Corbin, did you have that moment where you went out there in the sixth and he looked, he looked like he thought you were taking the ball? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's one of those situations that, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to see what he kind of looked like and, um, you know, have a short conversation with him. Um, and I, I don't like taking Corbin out. <laughs> you know, I, you know, the choice is this, if, if he's got stuff, if he's got gas in the tank, he's going. Um, and he may end up making great pitches. Adam and I were talking about it when that happened. What do you think the percentage of times that you make a trip out to the mound ends with without you taking a guy out? It's not very often that you do that, right? Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not, not much, no. To that point, um, you know, I mean, how would you sum up Corbin's night overall? You know, the walks were up a little bit for him, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he pitched, he pitched well. Um, you know, that he lost some command occasionally, um, but you know, that he just they, he gave up the hit at the wrong spot. You know, he gave up the hit at the wrong time, and um, that's sometimes that's frustrating for sure. Um, but he pitched well. Um, and uh, you know, six solid innings again, two hits. Um, you know, he, he he got to two strikes. I thought a lot, and then you know, some pitches that just missed by too much. Um, but overall, it's a it's a it's a really solid performance. We follow it with Woodruff tomorrow. How good does that feel? You think for everybody? I, I'm excited for Brandon. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing is just just excited for Woody to be out there again, and um, he's. If you've you spent three three plus months um, watching, um, and that's no fun, and so I'm excited for him to be out there and be a part of this again. You know, one of the things is Corbin has been the guy like throughout this. He's given you such steady performance. I mean, I'm sure you don't take that for granted when you lose a, a number two like you did. That, that your number one kind of character. No, I mean, yeah, I mean Corbin for. You know, the last three years has—I um, mean, four years—has um, he, he's taken the ball every start, and that's that's all. That's that's always a it's a great um, it's something for Corbin to be really proud of. You know, injuries happen, and we, you know we we don't have control of them all the time, but uh, it's it's something to be really proud of. Corbin, that's something I was talking about with Bill Schroeder earlier today. Corbin Burns hasn't missed a start when he wasn't on the IL for COVID since he got into the rotation in the second half of 2020. The only time he's missed a start is when he got the asymptomatic COVID test in 2021. 
That's it. He has taken the ball every single day. Do not ignore that. He continues to post. Love it. Great day. Want to relive it? Yeah. Highlights. That's coming up next right here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for July highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. All right, this one was a fun one tonight. Stay with me on this. The Brewers and the Pirates, game three of a four-game set. Corbin Burns getting the ball against Bailey Falter. The defense actually took center stage early. Corbin was no-hitting the Pirates in the first four innings of this game, and he got some help from his right fielder, Tyrone Taylor. And now Reynolds into right field, coming on. Taylor, he slides and makes the catch. Tyrone Taylor takes a hit off the board for Pittsburgh. Another outstanding defensive effort by the Brewers' right fielder. How about the very next play? Andrew Monasterio. Chopper softly hit to third. Monasterio picks it. Barehand throws to first in time. Two gems in a row for the Brewers. Do or die play for Andrew Monasterio at third base. Went to the bare hand, no time to use the glove. And he threw out Andrew McCutcheon. Jeff Levering on the call for both of those here on WTMJ. However, the no-hitter would end in the fifth. A two-run double with two outs uh, against the nine-hitter, Jason DeLay. So now it's 2-0 Pirates. The Brewers would respond at the bottom of the fifth with only one run on an RBI ground out from Christian Yelich. Then both bullpens really settled in from there. We picked things up in the ninth inning. Brewers heading into today 0-47 when trailing after eight. They enter the ninth, trailing 2-1. Two to one. Then a rally forms. Carlos Santana, a line drive single into right field to give the base runner. Blake Perkins, plenty of speed on first base, decided to roll the dice on a Willie Adamas fly ball. Here it is. Adamas to right. At the wall on the running track. Playable and the tag. And the throw coming to second base, and they didn't get him. It was cuts of a burglar stuff from Blake Perkins tagging from first to get into scoring position with one out. Then a wild pitch would move him to third. Sal Freelich would come to the plate. He didn't even start this game. Freelich making his second at bat. He's been the man of the moment. He is practically the mayor of Milwaukee. Now. And the pitch. Bob Uecker on the call for that one. So the Brewers suddenly are forcing this game into extra innings, and they get to hand it to their all-star closer, Devin Williams, looking for redemption after his tough outing on Wednesday in Washington. He got it against the Pirates. On its way. Struck him out swinging. Fastball up in the zone, and Devin Williams puts up a zero in the top of the 10th. Jeff Levering's call. Now, bottom of the 10th. All the Brewers need is a run with the placed runner on second. But the problem is, it's Victor Caratini, not the fastest guy on the planet. Brian Anderson started the inning. He struck out swinging as a pinch hitter. They intentionally walked Mark Canna to pitch to Christian Yelich for the left-on-left matchup going for the double play. Yelich would ground to first base, nearly beat out a poor play by Alfonso Rivas, but Yelly never touched first. Second and third on the second out of the inning. They intentionally walk William Contreras to pitch to the defensive and running pinch running replacement, Blake Perkins in this one, and Perkins finally got his chance. 2-1 coming. Swing and a base hit to right! Caratini scores and Blake Perkins is the hero tonight! The dugout empties in shallow center field with two away. Blake Perkins stayed inside of a changeup on the outside corner. Perkins loses his jersey, and he hits the game winner tonight, his first career walk-off knock. He tied it with his legs in the ninth inning, and he wins it with his bat in the tenth. Great call there from Jeff here on WTMJ. What a night. What a night from the bottom of the barrel. Somehow the Brewers get themselves up, get themselves out of it, and win the game 3-2 in 10. They'll go for the series win tomorrow, and we'll preview it right here. Coming up next, as we wrap up the program on WTMJ. I'm just laughing because I uh, retweeted the original signing of uh, Blake Perkins. Twitter and I have had a weird relationship today, but I retweeted it, and I'm just laughing at all the you know, folks in the replies just arguing with each other about 
why this was a, a bad free agent depth signing and you know he's been he's been solid man I'm really happy for Blake Perkins fellow Arizonan also don't forget about that uh, let's let's look ahead at tomorrow here shall we Brandon Woodruff we've talked plenty about him he is getting the ball tomorrow for the first time since April he is back from his subscap strain he will go against the right-hander Johan Oviedo Oviedo five and eleven four four two ERAs made every start the Pirates have asked of him. Not a super strikeout guy. He gets enough, though. Certainly, you know, in the modern game, 111 strikeouts in 124 innings. So a little less than a strikeout per frame. And Oviedo, he gives up a lot of contact. 241 opponent's batting average. See what the Brewers can do against him with uh, Brandon Woodruff on the mound. So in case you missed it earlier, remind you now, the Brewers remain in first place a game and a half up on the Reds. The Cubs are bearing right down on them right now. As the Cubs won again today, they are still sitting in third place. They're one game back of Cincinnati, two and a half back of Milwaukee. And the Reds have suddenly lost five games in a row, and I still think they're going to get themselves up and ready to go. I still have trust issues with the fact that St. Louis is 14 games under 500 and have the uh, third-worst record in the National League, but... Anyway, I, I just trust issues, man. It's been it's been weird. Uh, but the Brewers are in first place. I know the Packers had family night tonight. Don't give up on us, man. It, it's not it's not football season yet. It's not football season yet. It's baseball season. Fifty games to go. Real easy to follow from here all the way in. The homestand continues tomorrow and through Wednesday. Tomorrow we are on the air at noon. I've got you covered for Brewers warm up until twelve thirty five. And then the network coverage will take over for the 110 first pitch here at American Family Field. Then the Rockies come to town Monday through Wednesday, and then the team will enjoy an off day Thursday. And I hope some of y'all drive down for the weekend to Chicago. We'll be on the south side taking on the White Sox. And uh, I'll be reporting live from a guaranteed rate field for all three of those games as well. That's going to do it for us tonight. What a night. Thank you to everybody who participated in the show. To Craig Kishan, to our producer Matt Sossler. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win in extra innings and ain't over till it's over because you keep on swinging.